Doug Rushkoff gets an invitation to do a speech. It's in California. He's going to get paid a lot of money. Doug's been, I've known Doug Rushkoff for like 25 years. He's written a lot of books on technology and he's like a bit of a guru of technology. And he thinks he's just going to give a speech and he gets on a plane and he's getting paid huge amounts of money. And then he's met by a limousine and then he gets in the limo. He's like, this is weird. And then they drive three hours into the desert and he's like, who the hell is out here? And then the private jets arrive and he's like, what is this? And it looks like a James Bond villain's outfit. And he gets in there and he's got his private, not just a suite, but like an area, like a cabana kind of sitch. And then he gets ushered to the speech. And it's not a speech of a, of a big crowd. It's just like five super rich billionaires. And instead of them wanting to hear his speech, they're grilling him about how they're going to survive what they call the event. And this moment is so profoundly impactful that Doug decides to write a book, which is out today, called Survival of the Richest, Escape Fantasies of the Tech Billionaires. It actually came out September 6th. And Doug's written like 19 other books, and he joins me now. My dear friend and guru, Doug Rushkoff, is here. Hi, bud. Hey, Evan. How are you doing? Holy Mac and I got into this book and I could not stop from that opening scene into when it dawns on you like, what the hell? So just describe like you're just that that moment. You're like, I'm into a new thing here. Well, I, I mean, it started because I, I thought I was going to be taken to like a stage to do a talk. Like they were going to mic me up. I'm in my green room, like my private green room, you know, trying to get myself in the mood. How am I going to address, you know, a room full of rich bankers about, you know, the, their evil ways and turn them to the light. And they bring these five guys into the green room and they sit around the little table and they start like, and it's like, uh, uh, it's almost like, you know, Betamax or VHS kind of questions. Like they're just betting. It was, you know, Bitcoin or Ethereum, augmented reality or virtual reality. And then right. it was like Alaska or New Zealand. And I'm thinking, oh my God. Like, what does that mean? Not serious. What do you mean Alaska? <laughs> so what when they go, where's Alaska? the safest, where's the safest place for me to build my bunker to wait out the event, Alaska or New Zealand? Cause those are like the two main places that the, uh, that the wealthier are building their, their apocalypse shelters. Okay. You know, but slow down. <laughs> what is You say, you just said this word, they, to wait out the event. They actually use the term, the event. Yeah. That's their euphemism. Cause they don't know what the event is going to be just that it's coming. Right. Something bad. So the event is either like, you know, climate crisis and catastrophe or forest fires or an economic uh, collapse and, and uh, uh, all the associated unrest or a nuclear accident or a pandemic. This was before COVID even, you know, a pandemic or, a, a, you know, who knows, an asteroid, whatever it's going to happen. But in most of the cases, it was, you know, an event that's some result of something that that we're doing, you know, Incredible. that, that <laughs> and they're ready. So these five billionaires are hiring people like you. They're flying into this like bond facility. They're grilling you about how to survive the event. This is like unbelievable. So now you must be thinking 
This is crazy. Now tell us, and as I speak to Doug Rushkoff, he's the author of this new book, and it's been one of the, uh, Kirk has called it one of the most anticipated books of 2022, The Survival of the Richest, Escape Fantasies of the Tech Billionaires. They start then, their questions start getting very specific about like, like they have their own private security guards and they're worried in the event that they're, they're going to get murdered by them. What happened? Tell me where they're going here. Well, it's interesting. I mean, they were talking about their scenarios. I wanted to hear what are they talking about? And I'm, I'm first I'm testing them on like, so where are you getting your water from? Where are you? How are you going to grow your food? What if your, you know, special little topsoil patch gets, gets, uh, uh, you know, contaminated by fungus and all. And then they're talking about security, you know, because obviously if, if there's only, you know, a couple of hundred billionaires in the world in these bunkers, what about the rest of us, right? <laughs> We're going to be trying to get in. So they're all hiring, you know, Navy SEALs who are going to fly out at a moment's moment, moment's notice, you know, armed to the teeth is that but true like they're legitimately hiring they, they've got teams yes, of navy seals on standby yes and actually after i wrote the first little piece about this i wrote a piece in medium and and, and the guardian of london about the experience i got emails from the people who are the kind of employment agents for navy seals saying oh you know please let the billionaires know we've got staff and all but but what i asked them was why do you think if the event that they're thinking really happens, why do you think these Navy SEALs are going to stay loyal to you when your money's going to be worthless? Right? <laughs> right. 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 So they think they-, they think they could like they get the bunker in and there's like 10 Navy SEALs. And like, why don't we just kill the guy? Well, exactly. If society ends, like, and this is the sad part of the book, most of these guys are what you call, uh, what we would call accelerationists. They're not really afraid of this event so much as they are fantasizing. They want to wipe the slate clean, kind of, you know, control, alt, delete civilization and start over, you know, in their own way with their own, you know, clones and 3D printers and whatever they've built. But the, the, they had no real answer for that. Like they were saying, well, maybe we could get shock collars or put little, you know, implants in these guys, you know, or oh I'll be the only one who knows the combination to the safe. And what I ended up telling them only, only half facetiously was, you know, what if you'd start treating your security guys really well now? Like take your head of security, pay for his daughter's bat mitzvah today, and maybe he won't shoot you in the bunker tomorrow. Right? <laughs> now you end up speaking to Doug Rushkoff by the you end up describing like this. So you have this one moment and then you realize this is something deeper. Like we've all read about the prepper culture, people prepping for the event, the apocalypse, whatever it comes, the zombification, the radiation, the climate crisis, whatever it is, the collapse of civilization. These are the billionaires who are ready to do it. But you describe it as, quote, the mindset. What is that? Yeah, well, it's it's kind of a Silicon Valley belief that humanity is a problem to be solved with technology. And where it gets them is 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 the mindset is this belief that with enough money and technology, you can escape the catastrophes you're creating by using money and technology in that way, right? That they could somehow build a car that can go fast enough to escape from its own exhaust. They're literally, we're going to, create and profit from the very things that will destroy everybody, but then we'll actually still be able to survive, but like in our bunker or go to Mars. And it's like the Elon Muskification. If you can get to Mars, we'll wait out the apocalypse and come or something. Is that really what it right. is? Yeah, it's exactly what it is. They they understand that they're destroying the world and our social relationships and really everything by doing the things they're doing. Like you just, I just saw a piece by our friend Cory Doctorow uh, about Epson printers, that there's these printers that they they are pre-programmed to 
freeze after a certain number of pages. They just stop working because they want you to get a new printer and they justify it that, oh, there's a part that might wear out. So we, we protect you by, by locking you out. You're going to have to buy a new one. The person who's running that company knows we're going to have to dig more rare earth metals out of the ground, make more plastic, take the old printer, stick it on a toxic waste dump. But in his head, he's thinking, I'm going to make more money with the planned obsolescence of this thing and be able to stay one step ahead of the devastation I'm creating by doing business in this way. It's like the guy that invented uh, the shampoo rinse and repeat. You add the word repeat, you double sales and shampoo. Like <laughs> you're a genius. Uh, okay. Right. Um, okay. So the, the question now becomes, is this a group of five billionaires that you happen to trip over in their crazy bunker? Or is this a pervasive theory among the ultra rich and in places like Silicon Valley, where the very people who are seen as the heroes, the Thomas Edison's of our time are actually planning, not expecting the demise and secretly planning their own survival. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a short break here. Doug Roshkoff, the author of 20 books, but his latest book just out September 6th is called survival of the richest escape fantasies of the tech billionaires. What are they doing? And more importantly, what does this mean for you? Doug says it best. What about the rest of us? And is the apocalypse really coming? Or are they actually actively trying to make it come? Doug Rushkoff on the other side of a break. You cannot miss this. Stay with us. So I've known Doug Rushkoff for like 20 years. He's written 20 books and a great guy. Writes about technology and, and the impact on society. And his new book, yeah, I'm going to read you the, the description. And because this is a book, one of those few books that actually lives up to the hype. The hype on this, listen to this. Five mysterious billionaires summoned theorist Doug Rushkoff to a desert resort for a private talk. The topic, how to survive the event, the societal catastrophe they know is coming. Rushkoff comes to understand that these men are under the influence of what he calls the mindset, a Silicon Valley style certainty that they and their cohort can break the laws of physics, economics, and morality and escape a disaster of their own making as long as they have the right money, enough money in the technology. It is called survival of the richest escape fantasies of the tech billionaires and Doug Rushkoff joins us. Yes, this book drew, drew me in. I love this book because it's so creepy. It is like the very people, Doug, that we celebrate, like the Elon Musks, Peter Thiels that have given us the biggest tech stocks, the biggest innovations that are supposed to make life better and save the planet and bring on some utopia, the great techno utopia hope. And secretly, they're all like, actually, the world's going to hell and we got to survive. We will do anything. So don't tell anyone. But the dirty secret is we're going to all bunker out in New Zealand in our billion dollar bunker with our high security forces and hope they don't slit our throats. Like what yep. the hell is going and on? Not, not only that, but they believe that they are in fact responsible for all that bad stuff. <laughs> the pollution that they're making, the social unrest they're creating, the political divides, the economic inequality, that these are these are the seeds <laughs> of their, you know, this is the the fruit of their own of their own activity. And and in some ways, you know, I mean part of why I wanted to write the book was I feel like the reason why why it's so it's so shocking is because 
all of us have a little bit of this mindset, you know, particularly during COVID, you know, all of a sudden I didn't feel so guilty about my Amazon Prime account and my DoorDash deliveries or Grubhub or Fresh Start, whatever you've got, you know, coming. It's like each of us in our own little bunker protected from COVID. And I understand that all right. of these technologies we're using, our iPhones and our websites and all, they're all designed to build this kind of digital bubble around ourselves to help us feel safe from the, you know, the dangers of the and world. And if you and had more money, passes. you'd build a nicer bubble. Like you could, you kind of get it. Right. But when you see that the guys who are best at building the bubbles actually believe that, that nothing good will come of this, that, well, not for us anyway, that, that, that the, the end game, they're all the, they're children, right? Most of these people were plucked from college as freshmen, right? And given a bunch of money to build their companies. They didn't take history or economics or they didn't take ethics. They haven't grown up, you know, so they really think it's a game. It's like a, a, a Marvel movie and it has to have an end game, right? They are in some ways they are wishing for this apocalypse. They want it to happen. They, they took an idea from science fiction called accelerationism. It's the same idea that Steve Bannon has here in the U.S., that let's just tear it down and start again. So how pervasive is it? Like, again, I'm trying to figure it out. Was it just the five billionaires that you that summoned you to the weird Bond-esque villain thing? Or was it, or did you realize, actually, they're they're part of a pretty large cohort that have a ton of money and a ton of power? Well, it's it's they're they're unique in that they're, you know, among the few couple of hundred people who are truly billionaires and can play out the fantasy to its end. But their way of seeing the world is very pervasive in Silicon Valley. I mean, Elon Musk's ideas, I mean, they, they, he's got millions of followers on Twitter who believe his every word, you know, and there's it's the same sort of mindset that would lead us to say invest in Bitcoin. I mean, what is Bitcoin? Most simply, it's a way of burning the real planet, right? In, in a way to show your faith and belief in a digital nothing, in a digital symbol, right? So it's literally just turning atoms into bits. And there's millions of people that do that. And that's all part of the mindset. We know we can't keep doing that. We can't just burn the planet in order to have a digital wallet filled with digital money. But we go on and we do it knowing eventually we're going to hit a wall. Okay, so where does it go? Like, first of all, these people seem smart. How are they accurate in their prediction? That's the first question. Like, you know, these are these are not dumb people. Maybe they're onto something. Maybe the well, end is nigh. They're accurate in their prediction as long as they keep doing what they're doing. I mean, these guys know they're not dumb. I talk to them, the guys who are making these awful apps for your kids that are on the iPhones and the iPads, yet they send their kids to Rudolf Steiner, Walgreens, whatever, Waldorf schools and organic pasture farms and don't let them touch a computer. So they're. Oh, that's right. Oh, they're like computers are great, but their kids are going to like the. You know, the, the the private school in Bali where there's no electricity. Right. And eventually, though, it catches up, right? Eventually it catches up. And that's what's in the back of their head is how long can I stave this off, you know, before before it gets to me and into my home. So when they imagine the end of everything and an apocalypse bunker, then again, it's a relief for them in a way. I mean, they watch they watch shows like The Walking Dead. Those aren't horror movies for them, right? <laughs> these are. Oh, look, these are, are those are planning times. Yeah, those are and planning documents. Okay, so what about yeah. the rest of us? Like, wh what's the well, answer here to the, well, the to the to the mindset that you call? 
I mean, the answer is, I mean, I funny, I think about my dad. He was raised, you know, in the tenements of the Lower East Side. And he always used to tell me, Doug, you know, I worked hard and made money so I could get out of that out of that neighborhood and grow you and, you know, raise you somewhere, somewhere good. And all of us have in our heads, you know, if your neighborhood is bad, what do you do? You make money to get out. Well, what if the whole world is that neighborhood, right? If you're a billionaire tech bro, you think I'm going to earn enough money or get enough technology to get off this planet, to seastead in the middle of the ocean, get away from those masses. But if you're one of us, you realize, no, don't pursue that. Don't, don't, uh, uh, try to follow them off the planet or onto the island or into your bunker or off with Mark Zuckerberg into the metaverse. No, turn around and actually make the world a place that you don't have to escape from. You know, if we spend less of our energy trying to escape from the others and instead improving the lot, our collective lot, then the world is, is no longer a place you have to leave. You have to get in the bunker. The threats are real, climate, <laughs> nuclear. Like, it, it actually is kind of a scary place. But as you say, you know, if you think there's alternatives, you know, I feel like you're either a renter or a buyer, you know, like a renter mm. treats home like, ah, I'm not going to be here for long. So they don't, they let it go. If you actually own it, it's like they're treating planet Earth like they can rent it because they they have other options there. Uh or so they think. But the reality is they don't. And that was what I tried to tell them at that first meeting. Dudes, your security guards are going to shoot you the first chance they get. You know, and try to put that little fear of God into them just a little bit. I mean, I remember there was one, there was a really funny story in the book. I was at one of these uh, conferences and a guy came up to me, a, a big guy at one of the social networks. And he was like, I've been reading the stuff you're writing about artificial intelligence. And are you sure you should be so vocal about, you know, being concerned about AI? I'm like, why? He says, well, you know, eventually the AI is going to be in charge. What do you think they're going to do with you? And he said that Jeez. he doesn't say anything at all about AI in his writing. He never posts about AI because he doesn't want them to know how he feels. And I said, well, if AIs are so smart and doing all that machine learning and statistical analysis, aren't they going to be able to infer from the lack of posts about AI how you actually feel? And his eyes widen and his <laughs> jaw drops like, oh, my God. Right. So these guys, they are smarter than us, but they're dumber than us at the same time. They are so short sighted because they think they took this guy, Stuart or, or Stuart Brand, a great kind of. Uh, I interviewed uh, him 20 years ago. Yeah, that's right. right. They took him at his word. He said, we are as gods and may as well get good at it. You know, and they all believe that they are operating one level above us mere mortals. Peter Thiel wrote a book called From Zero to One, that you have to be one order of magnitude above everybody else. Or they use derivatives rather than mm. stocks because it's derivative, one level above. The whole digital realm is like one level mm. removed from reality. This and that's where they want to live. But that's not where life happens. Doug Rushkoff is the author of the new book out September 6th, Survival of the Richest, Escape Fantasies of the Tech Billionaires. You can think about it like a whistleblower on the secret fantasies of the super rich in Silicon Valley and where their tech profits are really going. And really, what we got to think about is that the mindset that is going to determine your future. Doug Rushkoff, love having you on the show. Good luck with this book. This is a barn burner of a book. I, I really think it's an essential piece of reading, Doug. Thanks. Thank you. Doug Rushkoff, Survival of the Richest. Check this book out.